सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मद्विषावै शातिशाशाति पूर्णमदूर्णमेद पूर्णात् पूर्णमुदच्य पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादय पूर्णमेवशिष्य शातिशातिप्यायंतमाणश्चक्षुश्रोत्रमथो बलमिंद्रियाषद ब्रह्म निरा ब्रह्म निराकोदराकमस्वराकमे अस्तु तदात्मनिरदनिषत्सुधर्मास्ते मयि सन्तु ते मयि सन्तु शातिशातिमृतिपुरा आलय करुणाल नमा भगवत्द शोकशंक शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे भगवतनशरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमद्यादेहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम ओमेतरमुदीतमुपीत ओमेत्युदाते तस्व्याख्या ध्यान वाचिता ध्यातीवाक्ष ध्यापर्वता मनुष्याणवेवते 
Upavamina, this is Vasarika. So when dhyana is not there, person is not together, you know, in the mind, therefore they are kalahina, they are quarrelsome, Krishnaha, jealous, Upavamina, slanderous. Then again, Asaye Prabhavaha, again you find people have Prabhavaha, influence over others. Dhyana Padamsa Ivayavate Bhavanti, even that influence, the ability to be able to impress others, ability to command others also is due to the benefit coming from the dhyana or meditation. So when you see this, know that this is the result of dhyana. Dhyana Upasvayati, therefore, in Narada, may meditate upon dhyana or meditation or concentration. So we start reading Bhashya, Bhashyakara says, Dhyanam Bhava Chitta Bhuyaha So Dhyanam meditation is indeed Bhuyaha, greater than Chitta, greater than Chitta or intelligence. So Anagri said, Kipta Dhyanam what is that dhyana? What do you mean by the word dhyana? The Pekshayam Aha Bhasekara explains what is the meaning of our dhyana. So Bhasekara says, Dhyana Nama Shastrokta Devatabe Alambaneshu Acharaha Vinnajati Yehi Anantarikaha Pratyasantanaha Ivagrata Idiyam Ahoho So, Dhyanam Nama, what is called Dhyanam is Pratyasantanaha, basically Dhyanam Nama Pratyasantanaha, Santanaha, a flow. Pratyasantanaha, a flow of cognitions, a flow of thoughts, of vrittis. What kind of flow? Achalaha, Pratyasantanaha, unswerving, constant. What is Achalaha? Bhinna jatyehi, Anantarikaha. Uninterrupted by the flow of different thoughts, different kinds of thoughts. So flow of the same thoughts. But not just any flow. Devadari Arambaneshu. So the meditation is that thought flow which is centered upon Devata, etc. So it can be Devata, Vedic Devata, Agni, etc. or the Pauranic Devata, that is Rama, Krishna, Shiva or Vaishta Devata. So thought flow centered upon the Ishta Devata, etc. It can be any other object also. It can be some external objects, the sun, moon, etc. or a flame or it can be a place, some chakra, some spiritual center. 
where you imagine it's a cross, so you imagine some object of meditation. In short, in meditation there is always an object of meditation. Shastrota. It should be Shastrota, something which is prescribed by Shastra or scriptures. So even when you are meditating upon Devata, it should be Shastrata, prescribed by Shastra. The reason why this is said is that when scripture prescribes something, it is reliable, trustworthy, it is something that is time-tested and proven. So whenever you make any effort in anything, it's an effort made in something which is proven. So that your effort is likely to be successful. Therefore, it should not be meditation on something which is altogether new. It should be Shastrata, what is traditionally prescribed by Shastra or scriptures. <coughs> Because people start their own things, you know, and they will provide their own objects of meditation also, in order to discourage that is Shastra. Ekagratayatiyam ahuhu. What the Yoga Shastra calls Ekagrata. Concentration, focus, chitta ekagra, samadhana. So if you look at the Abhinava Narayan and then the Sarasvatika in line 36, Vikshutta Chitta Ikagra Chittasya Antaratvam Adhikatvam Abhipretya Aha Chittam is indeed Antaram. Chittam is definitely subtler and closer to the self than early sankalpa, for example. It is true. Of the chittam also, or the mind, there can be mind which is focused mind, or mind which is not focused. So, says here that, a mind enjoying focus or ekagrata is even subtler and more proximate to atma as compared to a distracted mind. A focused mind is more approximate to the self than a distracted mind. Either vipritya. With then in mind, Bhashakara says dhyanam nama. All the suti says dhyanam bhava chetasitta huya. Then the tikagara says devatadi alambaneshuri, devatadi rupeshu, alambaneshu means vishayeshu. So alambana means a prop or a support. So, some help that you take in order to help the mind concentrate. So, as we say a number of times, this is an important contribution that Hinduism has made in the realm of spirituality. Then, for meditation or focusing your mind, you do require help. Mind can Function in the realm of name and form, this is what the mind is used to function. And therefore, provide the mind a desirable name and form. So even if you do not make any effort, 
the mind is going to all the time think about something or the other. And that will be always in the realm of name and form. That's what the mind is familiar with. So provide the mind a desirable name and form. Devata means a manifestation of Ishvara. So whether it is Vedic Devatas, Agni or Vayu or Varuna, it is manifestation of Ishvara. Whether it is Rama or Krishna or Shiva, manifestation of Ishvara. Where there is purity, sanctity, divinity, which can inspire from you reverence, puja bhava, you know, devotion. So that's the reason why it is not just focusing the mind on any object. So, Alambhanisham is Vishayeshu, the object of meditation. He is Devatas or an object which is for which the mind, which can invoke from the mind the bhakti, devotion, shraddha, the trust, the reverence. So that concentration or meditation will be accompanied with devotion, faith, reverence, sense of surrender. Ajyadharaya as Ramamashi says, Ajyadharaya srotasasamam sarala chintanam viradhaparam. So sarala chintanam, an uninterrupted flow of thoughts. Ajyadharaya samam, like the uninterrupted flow of ghee from one vessel to the other. Similarly, uninterrupted flow of thoughts. So, Yogi Shastra gives the example of Tailam or oil, but Ramana Maharshi chose to give the example of ghee because ghee is something which is offered to Devatas. And so, of course, ghee or oil means sneha or stickiness is there, so that is what that sneha or affection or the love or devotion becomes a glue that attaches our mind with the object of meditation. <coughs> so it is not just meditation anything. So when we talk of dhyanam, we always mean dhyanam or meditation on Ishwara. Ishwara means a given name and form that suits you, for which you have your choice. Therefore, number of choices are given to us of different forms and names. Then object of meditation also enables us to relate to what we are meditating upon. So when you meditate upon Lord Krishna, Lord Rama, Lord Shiva, then you have a certain relationship. Look upon Lord Krishna as your child, or as your friend, or as your beloved, or Lord Rama as your master, father. So therefore, Sakyam, Vatsalyam, so many relationships are there, bhavas are there, but bhava is involved. So, that enables us, enables the mind to stick to the object of meditation. Meaning that, preferably we should meditate upon something which we like to meditate upon. Something the mind likes to think, mind enjoys thinking that resides there, then that thinking becomes meditation. 
देवगण देवता एंड शास्त्रोक्त देवता उस वही शास्त्रोक्त गॉड नो न्यू देवता संतोषी मान दशा मान सो so on sai baba also so many books will be there and so many bhajans will be there and as a huge thing 250 years ago there was no swami na no it's all become shastrakta so that is why shastra is evolving i guess all you can say shastra also is not something that is fixed is evolving thousand years ago there was no you know pushti margas those forms were not there 3000 years ago there was no devta at all there was no murti puja at all so that was all the forces of nature so let us say that if you don't become too rigid about these things what is important is that a devotee is involved in you that you meditate the devotee meditates and not a person meditates The dhyata or the meditator is the one who is a devotee, who is a bhakta. So there is a sense of surrender, a sense of gratitude, a sense of devotion, admiration. All of this is there. <coughs> so devata dirupeshu, adam maneshu means visheshu. अविचल अविचल अचल अविच्छिन्न योगशास्त्रोगशास्त्री That's called vikshipta. As a result, then it grows into ekagra. It is totally focused upon the object of meditation. Because niruddham, even the object, the thought, the object of meditation also does not remain niruddham. So the niruddham chittam is the goal of yoga. Yoga ha chitta vritti nirodha. The stoppage of all the thoughts is called yoga. That's the highest. They call asampragnya, the samadhi, where the thought of the meditator, the meditator, that that even the divinity is not there at all. But it's not. It is not niruddham. It's not the thought-free state of mind. 
is ekagram. A mind which enjoys ekagrata, the focus or concentration. So the Tikagara says, Dhyanasya Yoga Shastra Prasiddhattvam Aha. Mahasakara says, How the word Dhyana is something very familiar to the students of Yoga Shastra. Ikagrata, the Dhyanam and Ikagrata, alright. So what Yam Ahuhu, what they call Ikagrata, what the Yoga Vida. With the adept in Yoga, they call Dhyana Ikagrata. So the Tikakara quotes here, Shantodito Tatak Punaha, Shantodito Tulya Pratyu, Chittasya, Ikagrata, Parinami Sutre Ahu. So they say, who says? Those who are adapting the yoga. They say. Where do they say? In the sutra. Sutra is what? Tatak Punaha, Shantodito, Tulya Pratyu. Chittasya Ekagrata Parinama. Parinama is a modification of mind called Ekagrata. Sukshiptam also is modification of mind. Vikshiptam and Ekagram also is the state of mind. Ekagrata Parinama. That state of mind which is called Ekagrata or the mode of mind called Ekagrata is Shantodito Tulya Pratyayo. Pratyam is cognition, a thought arising. Pratyam is a cognition pertaining to the object of meditation, is Pratyam. Shanta Uditav Tulya Pratyam. Shanta means the thought which has subsided. Uditav means the thought that has arisen. And a thought subsides, and the thought arises. That's called the thought flow. So, what is thought flow? One thought subsides, other thought arises, that subsides, other one arises which is always going on in the mind anyway. So what's the difference between that normal thought from the Ikagra? Tulya Pratyao. The thought which is subsided, the thought is arisen are Tulya, they are the same Pratyao. So therefore, we call it Sajatya Vritti Pravaha. Vritti Pravaha, a flow of thoughts. Sajatya, of the same Jari. It is Tulya, same thought arises. On the same jati, but in the same thought, go, subsides, arises, subsides, arises. Therefore, you do not even know that a thought has subsided and arisen. There is a constant flow of the same thought. Dhyanam also is defined somewhat like that. Tatra pratyekanata, tatya pratyekatanata dhyanam. Pratyekatanata dhyanam. Pratya again the same. Tulya Pratya. Pratya means again cognition or thought pertaining to the object of meditation is called Pratya. Called cognition. So when you cognize an object like a pot, there is a pot thought, it's called pot cognition. So also Pratya is a cognition with reference to the object of meditation. Tasvindeshe Suttatya Pratya Ekatanata what is Ekatana? Sadhusha Pravaha. Ekatana means Sadhusha Pravaha. Similar flow of similar thoughts. Pratyanakarana Aparamrushtaha. Uninterrupted by another kind of thought is called Dhyana. 
So, that doesn't have a great difference in dhyanam and ekagrata, but the difference you can allow is in dhyanam, there is interruption. In ekagrata, it is uninterrupted. So, our flow is called samadhi. Ekagrata is same as samadhi, sancha. There are very, very subtle differences, but then for all practical purposes, dhyana leads to ekagrata. Ekagrata leads to nirodha or the ultimate samadhi. <coughs> so, what this enables our mind to do is when our mind entertains the thought of Ishvara in one form or the other, where pavitranam, pavitramyo, mangalanam, samangalam. Bhagavan is pavitranam, pavitra, the most sacred, you know, most sacred among the sacred. Mangalanam, samang, most auspicious among the auspicious. So then that mind thinks of the sacred and the auspicious. So mind also slowly turns from its worldly orientation to the orientation of Ishvara, which is sacred and auspicious. So this is the process of transforming the mind from a worldly mind into a religious or a spiritual mind. <coughs> so it's a very beautiful thing. People don't dismiss Krishna or dismiss Dhan. It's stupid to dismiss this just because their tradition doesn't say, doesn't mean you should dismiss what your tradition doesn't include. The ideal thing is, whenever you find something useful from other traditions, you include that. That's how, that's what Hinduism has always done. And we keep on doing now also. That should be the, not, one should not be loose. I mean, they say, ye bhi thik hai, wo bhi thik hai. that also is not right. But nothing other than this thik hai, that also is not right. So when we are not mature, then everything is okay. That is looseness. That is no good. But when we have maturity, then also we realize that this is something more to offer. Then include that. So Christianity is definitely something to offer. People, no, all Acharyas, the great people, may have something to offer. We don't accept them in their totality. That's another problem. But we accept those parts, so we retain where we are. We retain our own affiliation to what we are, you know, uh, oriented with. Not that you can give this and other things, that's the other, other like that. That is also, no, you know, that doesn't help. We are so rigid that nothing else is entry, that also is perhaps, you know, restricting you. So there's a maturity is required, the Viveka is required, Krakyam, Tyajyam. Of course, Sankalpa was explained that way, Kartavya, Akartavya. So in learned people in the talk, there will be something which is Grahya. Many things may not be Grahyam also. So when we have that maturity, then we can grow. Otherwise, we are too rigid or to lose. Both can be restraining. To lose is better than to lose anyway, because a person who is loose cannot settle anywhere. To rigid a person will settle someplace that may restrict him. 
And so, where the right flexibility must be there. So anyway, the point is that Yoga Shastra is the, one of the greatest contributions that the Vedic culture has made to the world. The greatest contribution. Vedanta is, Yoga also is. And so, uh, so in short, here Dhyana means the ability to focus one's mind. So, Vikshutta Chitta, a mind is not focused, a distracted mind. As compared to that, a focused mind is more proximate to the subtler, superior, more proximate to the self. Patika says, Dhyana Phalasya Nishchalatvasya Prasivyadishu Vindimanatvena Vyabhakatvat. Now the Shuddhisosa of Dhyanam or the Ekagrata or Nishchalat, Ekagrata makes you Nishchalat. Ekagrata makes you Nishchalat means what? Unswerving. Nishchalat is there and focus is there. Then you are unserving, undisturbed, you are focused on something. <coughs> so dhyana phalasya, nishalatvasya, where there is firmness, so not moving, unmovingness, firmness. Prasivya, isu vidyamanatvena, we find that nishalyam, unmovingness, the firmness in Prasivi and other things in nature. So we can say how Dhyana pervades everything. Earlier we have shown how Sankalpa pervades everything. Now we have shown how Dhyana pervades everything. Dhyapakattva taddwara Dhyana api Dhyana api Prasivyari Vyapakattvena stuyate by showing how dhyanam or ekagrata or focus or meditation or concentration or firmness pervades everywhere, shows how dhyanam is all pervasive, is great. So vyapakata, the pervasiveness of dhyanam is shown subsequently by the stuti. Stuyate, the stuti or praise or extolling this dhyanam because it is to be meditated upon. Going back to Anandagiri. So, Dhyanam Nama Achalha means what? Bindajate Anandaritaha, uninterrupted by the, the dissimilar thoughts, that Vritti Pratyasantana. Kathantasya Chiya Chitta Bhushita Ashankya. That Anandagiri continues there. Kathantasya Chitta Bhushita, how this Dhyanam is superior to Chitta. Because Rashekar explained what is Chittam? Atita Anagata Vishaya Prayojana Nirupana Samartya. The capacity of ascertaining the purpose of what has gone by and what is yet to come. So now what has gone by and what has yet to come, 
That's Samarasya. So one should have the focus of the mind, the free leisure of the mind, the focus of the mind to, to review what has gone by, what is there, what will come. So anekagrata dosopahatasya. When mind is anekagrata dosopahatasya means what? Is, is distracted. So when the mind is overcome by this, those are the defect of distraction. So then nifhal nirupanena nirupane samarasya adarsanat. We find that the mind does not have samartyam, the capability of viewing what has gone by, what is going to come, if that mind does not enjoy a focus or concentration, a mind overcome by the defect of distraction, cannot grasp what has gone by, what will happen if I do what has gone by, what has gone by, how does it relate to what is yet to come? So I had the previous experience of this thing in the past, now a similar thing is coming. So how to relate that experience to what is coming to arrive at a conclusion, all that requires a focus of the mind. Mind is overcome by distraction, then it cannot connect, and then it cannot comprehend these things. Therefore, Samarthi Adarsana, we find that this is Samarthyam or capability of what is called Chittam or the ability to ascertain Dhyana Padartha Chetraitratvat Kaan Chetraitratvasya That's the reading also Chetraitratvasya or Chetraitratvasya Kaanatva That's better So Dhyana means the cause or state before what we call Chittam so chitta is what? The ability to ascertain the effect of what is going to come based on what has gone by. So last time this is what we did and the result was that. So next time what should we do? The result was favorable, you might want to repeat that. Unfavorable, you won't want to avoid it. So that requires the ability to take into account the past and the present and the future and that capability of this, the, the, you know the, of the determining the effect of past, present, future requires a certain frame of mind which is called Ekagrata or Dhyanam. So that state of mind called Dhyanam precedes the state of mind where it determines or grasp something. <coughs> so, kāhatva tatah bhūyān eva ityabhiprāt. So, therefore, dhyānam is bhūyān superior to cittam ityabhipratya ikāgradāyate. Okay. Siddhānagiri itasya tasya bhūyastham ityāh drushyate cha. So look, Anandagiri explained itasya this further reason why dhyana is superior to chitta. Whereas other Tikakara said the subsequent passages for stuti of dhyana. You know, so there's a difference. That according to Anandagiri, Vashakara shows why dhyana is superior to chitta. Gives more than one reasons. 
that karanatvam is one reason and this is the reason. According to the tikakara, that there is only one reason, namely superiority of dhyanam because it is caused, other is for praising dhyanam because it is the object of meditation. <coughs> so, drushyadeja, Vashyakara says, drushyadeja dhyanasya mahatmyam phalataha. So, dhyanasya phalataha mahatmyam drushyadeja. It is our daily experience that the greatness of meditation is very evident in our day-to-day life also. I mean, we can see that. Dhyana phalasya. So again, the Tikakaya says, Dhyana phalam samadhi sacha samprajnyata asamprajnyata scha. So dharana, dhyanam, samadhi. Dharana results into dhyanam. And dhyanam culminates into matures of samadhi. But samadhi also two states, samprajnata asamprajnata. The technical words. But in samprajnata samadhi, there is slight awareness of the dhyaya or the object of meditation. Asamprajnata, even that is also not there. That is meaning that it is narrowed. There is no thought at all. Thus means the yogi nischalaya vikshebrahida bhodi tyartaha. So when the ekagrata is there, then you find that the yogi has become nischalaya, has become unswerving, has become fun. So a person also enjoying the state of mind, you can see that his body and the whole being is nischalaya, is unswerving, fun. So there is a dhyana phalam. So what is the phalam? The result of the benefit of dhyana is nischaratvam, is firmness, is unswervingness. So we find that in yogi. Then when you see that elsewhere nischarata, then you know that this is of dhyana. So then Prithvi is nischara. Prithvi also is unswerving. So that means the Prithvi is meditating because unswervingness is the result of dhyana. The Tikagara can be Yadva, Dhyana Phalam, Animadi, Aishwaryam, that also will be stated. Dhyana Phalam, Animadi, Aishwaryam. Aishwaryam, the, the greatness in terms of the various spiritual powers, such as Anima, Mahima, becoming like an atom, becoming large, etc. Tullave Sati, Tattad Vishay, Icharupa, Vikshebrahetina, Nishalabhaudi, the other, other thing is that what actually distracts your mind are the various desires. So as the desires get satisfied, the mind becomes less and less bothered by desires. A mind more bothered by desire is more distracted. Less bothered by desire is less distracted. So as a result of this meditation you gain, attain, those spiritual powers of becoming small and becoming large and becoming light and becoming heavy etc. Then you feel good about yourself and so your desires become less and less, mind is less and less distracted. Then also 
become nischana or firm or unserving or concentrated, focused. Yendipi prasilvyadi nischaratvam na dhyana falam. You can't say that earth meditated and therefore it is nischara. Because Prithvi is not an essential entity that it meditated and just became firm. Tatna tata stuti, therefore you can't say it can be stuti of dhyanam because there is no dhyanam in Prithvi because Prithvi and earth cannot meditate. Tathavi prithvyadigada svahavika nishyaratve dhyanafala nishyatva abhedam aropya. But had Prithvi meditated, how he could have become nischala, unswerving, unmoving. So we find unswervingness, unmovingness in Prithvi. Therefore, he superimposed that Prithvi is as though meditating. You know. So, because the result of meditation is unswervingness, and Prithvi or earth is found unswerving, therefore, you superimpose that result and say the earth is meditating. So, Aropya, Prasivyagri, Dhyanayana, Nishchara, Aparaparyaya, Aprakampattvam, Praptamidin. Therefore, the Prasivya is untrembling, unmoving, unswerving. So, as though Prasivya attained that state by Dhyanam. It is Dhyanam Stuyade. In that manner, that Prasivya is what it is because of Dhyanam. The mountains are what they are because of dhyanam. So that way, even the mountains may not be what they are because of dhyanam. But had mountains performed dhyanam or meditation, they would have been like this. Or if somebody performs meditation, he becomes like a unserving, like a mountain. Therefore, by attributing the result of meditation into all these different natural elements of nature, dhyanam, or meditation or concentration is praised. So, stuyateli bhava. So, dushyadeshya dhyanasya mahatmyam thalataha. Dhyanasya thalataha mahatmyam dushyade. We see how the result of this dhyanam is evident. So then, Haladvara tan mahatmyam prasnapurugam dhrishtantena spashtayati. So the glory of dhyanam or meditation is sung by way of the result of the meditation. How do you praise something? There are different ways of praising. When you praise a mango, how? Because of the taste. You, know? you don't praise mango. You can praise mango because it's good looking mango and nice color and stuff like that. But really, mango is praised because of the taste. Because of the sweetness, deliciousness. So from the result you praise something. You praise this child. You know? Because it secured 99% points, you know, whatever, I mean, 10th grade, 12th. That's from the result you praise. Similarly, dhyana or meditation also is praised based on its result. So, Phaladvara tan mahatmam prasnapurugam drishtantena spashtayati. Vashyakara clarifies with drishtanto illustration. Kasam Vashyakara says. 
So first Master kind of gives Drishtanta and then explains how that dhyan. So Drishtanta means illustration to illustrate the result of meditation and then to show how that is present in different places. Therefore, meditation is there. So, because you don't find Prasvi meditating, you find a yogi meditating and finding him nischalized in the meditation. So, in a yogi, you know how dhyanam or meditation is given rise to naishalyam or firmness. Therefore, you connect the dhyanam given rise to naishalyam, firmness. You find that firmness in Prasvi, therefore, you infer that Prasvi also must be meditating because otherwise it cannot enjoy the nishchalim. That's how Dhrishtanta has pastayate. Says Rajagara. Yatha yogi dhyayan nishchalo bhavate dhyana phalalabhe. So dhyana phalalabhe. At the attainment of the result of dhyana or meditation, yatha yogi nischara bhavati, how yogi becomes nischara, becomes firm, unmoving, unswerving. Evam dhyayateva nischara dhrishyate prasivi. In a manner similar to that, as a yogi looks firm, so Prasvi also looks firm. So Dhyayati Iva. So even Shruti also is Iva, as though meditating, you know, Dhyayati Iva, as though earth also is meditating. And Nishchala Dushade is in Nishchala or unmoving, unswerving firm. Dhyayati Iva Antariksham Ityadi so then dhyayati eva antariksham, dhyayati eva dyavu, dhyayati eva apa, dhyayati eva parvata is all to explain in a similar manner. All of these are examples of insentient entities. But in them you find firmness, therefore, you superimpose the idea that they are enjoying, enjoying the result of meditation. So meditation is so great that it has made all these elements firm and unserving. Then Vashagara says, So Dhyantiva Deva Manushya explains Vashagara. Devascha Manushyascha Deva Manushyaha Manushyaha Evava Deva Samaha Deva Manushyaha Samadhima Sampanna Manushyaha Deva Sarubam Najahate Ityartaha So, Deva Manushya Dhyayantiva, the Deva Manushyas are meditating as though. So, Devascha, one way of explaining Deva Manushya is Devascha, Manushyascha, Deva Manushya. The Devatas as well as Manushyas also, we see them, some of them, 
as firm and serving, so they are meditating as though. So then Anandi says, Gauru Pariyadam Pakshantaramaha. So what Deva Manushya can explain Devascha, Manushyascha. So that involves two entities, that's Gaurava. So Gaurava Pariharatham, the lengthiness to avoid that. Bhasya gives an alternate explanation. Manushyahayava Deva Samaha Deva Manushyaha. All human beings who are like Devatas can be called Deva Manushyaha. So that is only one entity. Human beings who are like Devatas involve one entity. So Devata then human being in all two entities. So Gauravam and Lagavam. Says Tika in the line 28, Deva, so 29, Deva Deva Samaha. How can the Manushya be like gods? Deva Sampadayuttaha. So those who are endowed with the Devi Sampad or the divine virtues, they are called Deva Samaha, not Devatas. So Deva Samaha Manushyaha, Deva Manushyaha. The human beings which are, who are comparable to Devatas or gods. So what makes a person God? Not any external characteristic, but that he possesses the virtues that are God-like virtues. A God would be what? Avayam Sattva Samshuddhi Ityadina Samadhi So, Samadhi Gunanutva. So, Devi Sampatya Samadhi Sampattehi. What is the divine virtue? Shama, Dhamma, Uparama, Tatiksha, Shraddha, Samadham. This is Devi Sampat. Amanitvam, Adambitvam, Ahimsa, Kshantihi. What do we call those virtues? Call Devi Sampat, the divine wealth. So those who are possessed of this divine wealth are also like Devatas. So even though they are in the human form, they are as good as Devatas. So Vashagar said, Samadhuna Sampannaha Manushyaha. So, Manushyanava Sadam Kudo Devatvam. How do you, say, even when they are Manushya, how do you say they are Devatas? So, Vasaka says, Samadhi Guna Sampanna Manushyaha. Those Manushyaha endowed with the attitude of Shama, Dhamma, etc. Devasurupam Na Jahati. They did not give up. So, those are established in Shama Dhamma. Established in the tranquility of mind, established in self-control, established in tolerance. You find that they did not give up that devatvam. So regardless of what the situation comes, what is called firmness or unswervingness is that your devatvam or your divinity is not, you know, is not distracted or you do not get distracted from your divinity regardless of what is it because the earth is unserving whether it is rain, snow, heat, cold, whatever it is. So also when a person is confronted with riding situations then also if he does not serve from Shama, Dhamma etc. 
this unswervingness of the person. So, naishchanya of the person is born. Nishchadha may not be in terms of body, Nishchadha in terms of quality. What quality? Of Devatvam Divinity. So, when you say person is like Deva, when he possesses this divine virtues. And further, what is called Nishchanya? When a person does not swerve from those virtues, then you say that he abides in the Devatvam. So, therefore, Samanivra Sampanna Manushyaha Deva Sarvam Najahati. Those Manushyas, human beings, and already the tranquil mind, etc., they do not swerve from that. Therefore, say that this Deva like Manushyaha, the human beings who are comparable to the Devadas, are also Madhyayantivas, so they are also meditating because they are firm also in their virtues. So firmness in divine virtues is a result of meditation on the part of these people enjoying the divine virtues. The Tika says, Abhayam Sattva Samsuddhi Tyadena Shamadiguna Nuttva So where do you find in Daivi Sampadna Lord Krishna describes, you don't find Shama. So Tikagara says, Abhayam Sattva Samsuddhi, in all those Abhayam, the fearlessness, Sattva Samsuddhi, the purity of the intention of the mind, in all of that, Shama, the, the Shama, tranquility, etc., are included in that. Uttva. Bhavandi Sampadam Devim, Abhidata Sivharata, Lord Krishna described those virtues as Devi Sampad as the divine wealth. The Gita so Uttatva, therefore, Bhashyakara said that this is divine wealth and those who are firm in the divinity can say, be said to be those are enjoying the fruits of meditation. <coughs> Deveshu Dhyana Falmishyattvam Daivasvahava Aparityaga So Deveshu Dhyana Falam In people enjoying this divine virtues, how do you say that the dhyana phalam, the result of meditation, is what? Deva Svabhava Aparityaga, that they do not swerve from their nature of being, being, they were like, being, being, having then those divine virtues, they do not swerve from that. So, Devatva or Deva Svarupam Najahati, they do not give up that Deva Svarupam. So, even though you have the divine virtues, to become firm in those divine virtues in meditation, constantly. So, everybody has Samadhama, all the Sampatti we have. But we get served from there, from because of the situation, etc. So then with meditation we can gain firmness and more firmness and more firmness. Manarvanayoho tulyamitraya pakshayoho You know, and so one who is even-minded, in honor and dishonor, and friend and foe. All of that comes as a result of a great sadhana, which is called dhyanam or meditation. Here you keep on looking at your mind and keep on training your mind, educating the mind, removing those distracting factors, removing the asuravrittis and gaining firmness. That will be called a deva manushya, who is like, who is in a human form, 
But like a devata, un, you know, educated, unswerving in his divine virtues. <coughs> One does not give up one's nature. The water does not give up its nature. Earth does not give up its nature. Fire does not give up its nature. Mountains do not give up its nature. Regardless of what the situation is, Mountains are what they are, whether it's rain or shine or snow or whatever it is, so also are it. And so, Svava Aparityaga Eva Nishcharatvam Itevi Drashtavyam. So, Manushya is not Nishcharatvam. Human beings are not like us or like mountains. How do you say that they, are, they enjoy Nishcharatvam or firmness? Firmness is nature, not. So, firmness is not described in the state of body. Firmness is described as firmness in one's nature. In case of yogi, there is firmness of body also. In earth, there is firmness of the form also. But it is not the form, it is the nature in which they are rooted. Therefore, even though manushya will be walking about, they can still be called firm if they are rooted in their nature. That's what is. Otherwise, in Manushya, there is so much movement in there, and there is earth, and there is mountain, and, there is, and water also. Water is no, it is constantly flowing. Karalatam is there, you know. So there is no firmness in water, physically speaking. Then how do you say water is meditating? Because water does not swerve from its nature of being water, that's all. So what is Himalayas behaves in one way and what is Nishikesh behaves in different way and what Nandavad behaves in a third way. So what is changing its nature when it goes to different places, it doesn't happen. So time, place, conditions, etc. do not, you know, affect the nature of water. That is called the firm nishchalatma of water. So Svabhava Aparityaga, that's all. Otherwise water can't be, it can't be compared with us in firmness. Human being can be compared by mountain in firmness, but when you are rooted in your sabhava or the nature. Adha sarvesham vishishta phala sadhanana dhyana phala eka desha sambhala tattvena dhyaneva antarbhadabhi dhyana vishishtam therefore. So then further reason why Vishishtata, the greatness of Dhyanam is there. Tesham Vishishta Phala Sadhanana Dhyana Phala Ekadesha Sampadakattvena So you may attain various things by different means, you know. You may attain wealth by one means, knowledge by another means. That may not be Dhyanam. But Dhyana phala, ekadesha, sampadakatvena, all of them are included in the result that you will gain by dhyana, you know. So dhyana phala, ekadesha, sampadakatvena. In some way, 
had we been meditating, he would have gotten this. In his garden, therefore, it is the result of the fraction of the result of meditation. So, dhyane antarbhava adhyavar. Any kind of greatness or glory you find anywhere is the result of dhyana, we can say. Because with dhyana, you get those glories. And therefore, wherever you see any glory, it is interpreted as the result of even a fraction of the dhyana, fraction of the glory of meditation. So, tasmalavi dhyanam vishishtam. For that reason also, dhyanam is great. <coughs> yes, Mahabhashagana says, Whereas anujit dhyanapam nishalyan tan mahasu prathivyarasu dhishtam tathacha tad vishishtam ityartha. Same thing. We see nishalyan prathivyarasatta, therefore vishishtata. Tathu hitvantanamaha, another hitv is said, yes, Mahabhashagana says. So, Mahabhashagana says, Yasmar evam vishishtam dhyanam tasmar yaiha loke manushyanam eva dhanehi vidyaya gunairva mahattam mahattvam prapnuvante dhanadi mahattvayetum lavante ityartaha Yasma evam vishishtam dhyanam. Since dhyanam possesses this visheshita, you know, this distinction, this greatness, this glory, therefore, tasmat yeha manushya loke manushyanam eva. Even among human beings also. Dhanehi vidya gunahi mahatta mahatam prapnavanti. Among human beings with themselves, somebody who gets mahatvam, the greatness, because of dhanehi, because of wealth, vidya, because of the knowledge, gunehi, because of virtues. So, person can be called great because of the virtue, greatness of virtue, because he is wealthy, because he is knowledgeable, you know, well-informed scholar. Meaning, dhanadi mahatvetum levante ityartaha. So, those who attain the greatness is a means of the greatness such as wealth. So, in fact, their greatness is because of wealth. You know, person is called great because of wealth. He's called great because of the knowledge. He's called great because of the virtue. So, greatness is because of wealth or knowledge or virtue. But that is equated to greatness of the wealth, I mean, of dhyana. So, dhyana padam shaha eva dhyanasya apadaram apadaha dhyana pralavaha ittetada tasya Amshaha, Avayavaha, Kala, Kachita, Dhyana Phalalava Kalavanta Iva, Iva, Ityataha, Tebhavante. So Dhyana Padam Shaiva. See the word Dhyana. 
apana amsha three words are involved in this samasa in this compound word pasya dhyana apa dhyanasya apadanam means apada dhyana apada apadam attainment attainment of meditation is called dhyana apada dhyanasya apada dhyana apada means what dhyana phala lava ittetat meaning the attainment of the phala the result of dhyana or meditation so dhyana padana means what attainment of the result of meditation tasyavaya even a fraction of that avayava kala kachita some fraction of that result of meditation dhyana phala lava kalavanta eva eva ityartha so there the people possessed of a fraction of the result of the benefit of meditation <coughs> as though they perform meditation therefore they have this greatness in terms of wealth and knowledge and virtue etc <coughs> see then again so dhanadi mahatvayetum lavante so what is dhanadi bhi mahatvayetum utkushtam karma idiyavada so this fellow is wealthy because he performs some virtuous action he is wealthy because he is intelligent and smart he is learned because of his hard work etc meaning he may have attained this greatness in terms of wealth or knowledge etc because of other means so dhyanadi mahatvayetum labhante all of that one can gain as well as dhyanam there also you can say meditation give us to all these results also so dhanasya apadanam andri dhanasya apad anusthanam so apadan apada anusthanam andri says the practice of meditation dhyana apada tena tat phal labho lakshade tasyamsha esham asti te tatha tena tat phal labho lakshade so when you find a person meditating then you know that he is going to result get the result of that meditation tasyamsha so result of even a fraction of the result of the meditation is found in people so any glory that is found in people he accept is looked upon as the result of the fraction of meditation had he performed great meditation what how great he would have become but even by fraction of meditation become wealthy he became a scholar He became a virtuous person, etc. Dhyana phalava kala vattvamya sunnishalahete. Okay. Again, this tika line 34 says, Dhyana se vishishchatvareva dhattra itrasyantrabhava dhyutya. Because dhyana is great, therefore, the result that you get by other means also is included in the dhyana tatra itasantarhadeva dhyana vishishtamadi viparivatra dashtabhyaityatah tatra itarasya antarbhadeva so therefore when you find any glory based on wealth etc then you attribute that to the glory of dhyana or meditation is we put it in the reverse way so in as much as uh, 
because glory dhyan is great therefore one is glorious so when you find glory then it is a result of dhyan that's how you see dhyana padasya amshayeshante tathayadi vidhikarana bahuprihim ahar tasyamshaha vayavah kalaha te kashit kachit eshamivi te tathoktahadi shesha so dhyanasya amshaya Yeshante Tatha Dhyana Padasya Those who are pertaining the, the Amsha or reflection of the Result of the Dhyana Te Tathurta Hai Shesha Dhyana Fallavasya Kala Ekadesha Tadvanta Hai Dhyana Kriyana Possessed of even fraction of the meditation, result of meditation. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamada Yapurnameva Shishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Punapunaha Ishvaro Guruatmele Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyogavatyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hare Om Shri Guru Namaha Hare Om